trip like a weekend away just me Adam stayed home with all the girls Lovely. yes and I remember I was packing up getting ready to go Adam you were working and I, I was just at home with Maylee she was out of school and um, I was just talking to her I was like Maylee I'm getting ready to go I'm gonna be gone all weekend two nights you and daddy are gonna have so much fun um, you're gonna you know you're just gonna I'm sure he's gonna take you on a daddy-daughter date I was really hyping it up because you know, I was leaving and usually like nobody really cares that I leave for <laughs> some reason. True. I think they have so much fun with you and they know that they're going to have fun. But this particular day, Maylee just started to get kind of quiet. And I was like, oh gosh, why is she going to get sad? Like she, she out of all three of our kids, like I wasn't really expecting her to have a meltdown about me leaving for the weekend. And so I was like, no worries. Like Maylee, it's going to be so much fun. And then I was just like putting my makeup on or something. And it was like quiet for like 15 seconds. And I was like, here we go. And the tears just start to fall. I can like hear her starting to cry. And she like runs up to me and she's like, but mommy, you're so much fun too. And like, <laughs> I've got to tell you. She felt bad for you. <laughs> no, but like I have really, to be honest, I've been struggling with feeling like a fun person for a season <laughs> because I'm in the thick of it with three young kids and just life and the busyness that that requires just to, you know, manage a house with three children. Um, really four. Cause I act like a child a lot. Yes. That, that's, that's, that's true. And, um, so I, it was like so special to me because I haven't been feeling like a fun person, but then my sweet little girl is like, but mommy, you're fun and you're fun too. And so it's just been a process for me of like, knowing the truth about myself and like transforming my mind to actually believe it, which a little bit leads into what we're going to talk about today, which is the disciplines of being a disciple. So if you haven't tuned into our last podcast, we talked about just what it means to be a disciple and um, obedience, repentance, and surrender and like applying that to our own life. And so today we're just going to talk about, okay, how do we transform our minds to become more like Christ and what disciplines does it take to be a disciple? Yeah, it's no surprise that you find the word disciple in the word discipline. So there, there has to be something that we put in effort. Uh, you know, we always say that if you want to be discipled, you have to put in the majority of the work because it you can't just sit there and expect it to happen to you. Uh, and so I love in Romans 12, it talks about how we have to present ourselves as living sacrifices. You know, we all know the passage. We talk about it all the time. Uh, but it's an act of spiritual worship. And then it says to not be conformed to the world, but to transform our minds. And so I think that's where you start in uh, learning how to or what the disciplines are of a disciple is first seeing that our aim is to transform our minds and transform the way now that we think about this life that we are living. Uh, Philippians 2 is a great example. Uh, Philippians 2 is one of my favorite passages. I love Philippians. I had to re re memorize it when I was in college. Uh, but it's my, one of my favorite passages, but talking about uh, who Jesus is, how he's humbled himself, uh, and what all that looks like for him to humble himself. And then it's saying, like, be like him, the likeness of him, being found in human form. He humbled himself. Uh, and so these are the ways that we have to act and treat ourselves as well, is to be like the mind of Christ. And so this spiritual formation is what leads to our souls being transformed, which then leads to our growing alignment to the mind of Christ. Yeah, and I love how in that Philippians um, 
is it two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Passage, it, I think it's, it says something like complete my joy. And so knowing that when we're becoming like Christ and we're aligning our heart and our minds to his, that is completing his joy, which I think is just so powerful. Um, Henry Nouwen also says the discipline of the Christian is not to master anything, but rather to be mastered by the spirit. So I think that's important to remember today when we just talk about these things, it could sound like, hey, you've got to do this and do this and do that. But really what our goal here is to be mastered by the spirit. And that's where the transformation comes. That is a boom quote. That's what I call it. It's like you read the quote and then afterwards it requires for you to go boom because it's just so good. So, Caitlin, <laughs> read it again and at the end go boom. No, or like this is me working to get you to be fun. So this is help I'm helping you. So um, so just read it again and then it go boom. That's kind of embarrassing. Everyone listen to this. Everybody, I think boom is like maybe a little outdated. Like wouldn't that be like a fire quote? Like that's what the kids are saying these okay, days. Okay, so you say fire at the end? Yeah, you would say, "Man, this is fire." The discipline of the Christian is not to master anything, but rather to be mastered by the Spirit. That is fire. Right? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's good. I just I, Better I really, than boom. I, I just like... Uh, but that's fine. Bring boom the quote. boom. Do we still... Okay. Anyway, so yes, it is true and it is great uh, that it's not our job to become perfect or to become great at being a disciple. That Let's go ahead and throw that out there, that yeah. we can't we can't learn enough... Uh, memorize enough scripture or do enough things, uh, talk to enough people, pass out tracts enough, go on mission trips enough, uh, read our Bible, you know, consistently. I had quiet time for this many days in a row. Um, there's nothing that we can do to get great at being a disciple to where God goes, good job. You've reached level two of your disciple and now let's work on three. No, the really the role of us as disciples is, and the way that we transform our minds is to allow the Holy Spirit to really take hold of who we are. That's how we transform. Yeah, and so let's look at um, the discipline of the church, and that's something that we believe wholeheartedly in is the local church, and obviously in the Word is is valued very highly. Um, and so we believe that the church is obviously not a building that we go to, just something that we're a part of as believers. We're the body of Christ, capital C, church. Um We believe that being involved in a church is going to help spiritually direct us and and where we go and what path we take. And so whether that looks like a building to you, which um, we would encourage, of course, or whether maybe in this season of your life that doesn't look like a building, maybe it's a group of people, but we have people that the Lord has... um, put callings on to help lead and guide the church and to pour into the body of the church. And so um, we think that that's a huge discipline of discipleship. Don't look at your past of church growing up. A lot of times we say, oh, I got church hurt, you know, and honestly, I'm kind of tired of hearing that. We all do. Okay. Reality is church hurt is there. We've got it. Uh, And so let's move past that and go, okay, now if I want to be discipled, if I want to be a disciple of Jesus, I have to put effort in and work in. Okay, I'm going to go find a group of people that I can call my people, and those are the ones that help build me up. That's your church. Be okay with that, but put in the effort and find that community. Building a community of people around you that help push you towards Jesus, uh, man, that can be your church. And for sure, COVID put a strain on the Capital C Church, uh, but you can do it. You can find the people around you that you trust that can help build you up. And um, that's what's going to help you um, grow in being a disciple of Jesus is when you find the discipline of what the church is and the fact that really Jesus called us to be a part of a church. Uh, 
moving after that, it's this discipline of the Bible or the discipline of the Word of God. And there's so much to be said about the Bible. What I love, probably one of my favorite things about reading Scripture is that it can be something that I have read over and over and over, and I'll read it again, and something comes up. Something pops up. But here's one thing about the Bible, though. We, we talked about before uh, the word disciple, how in the past, it may have had a negative connotation or maybe boring. I feel like the Bible can sometimes do that. You hear the word Bible and you just go, you think of, a, you know, it. you open a drawer in a hotel or something and there it is. Or uh, it's something that's on your shelf and maybe you have four of them. We live in America, so we have like four Bibles. And uh, I don't know, for you, Caitlin, like growing up, what was your overall view of the Bible? Like, what did what did you think about it? I definitely don't think it had too big of a negative connotation to it, but it was something that was just like almost like a resource, not like a lifeline. It wasn't something that um, I opened all the time. And I mean, I just had one because I went to church and um, that's just what you did. You brought your Bible to church and you brought it to Sunday school. But I, you know, I didn't spend a whole lot of time learning where things were, really reading the word for um growing closer to God, it was more like, oh, I'm struggling with this. Let me find a verse that can speak to that. And I, I mean, the Bible is great for that, of course, but, um, I believe that this discipline is so important because the Bible is our lifeline. It is, um, really who God is and, and why and how, and gives us just direction on how to live. It's, there's so much assurance and, um, there's so much truth and it is, it's alive and active. I feel like you can't be following Jesus um, and not be like a, in his word. You know, it's just something that yeah. transforms us and it continues um, to allow us to grow closer to him. And um, it's essential to what we do in our everyday life to just be more like Jesus. We, we have to be in the word to be more like him. Yeah. Paul is writing his letter to Timothy, and it's one of the last things that he's going to say to his protege, right? Mm -hmm. Timothy is like his guy. He's pushing him out to go, you know, lead the church. Paul is near the end of his life, and in 2 Timothy, he tells him, hey, just so you know, all scripture is God-breathed. And it's like out of all the things that Paul has said to these, you know, writing these letters to the churches— and now he's training his dude, and this is like his final words. And in his final words, he chooses to tell Timothy, hey, as a reminder, Scripture, all of it is God-breathed. And that, there's just so much weight to that. And I love uh, Matthew 24, 35 says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. And this is Jesus mm -hmm. speaking, is that the words of Jesus will will last beyond anything that we know as reality today. Uh, and so there's so much importance in it. It's always new. It's always fresh. And if there's ever a moment, you know, where you're feeling lost or you're feeling dry in your walk with the Lord, man, don't do the, the thing where you just like randomly open it and hope that, you know, the word that you're going to like point your finger on is going to be good. Like spend intentional time searching and reading and listening to what scripture can say to you because it's so good. It is. And there's obviously so many different ways to study the Bible. And I think we'll eventually do a podcast on just digging into that a little bit more. But there's there's many ways you can do it. You know, find a passage and figure out what the main point is. Figure out the how behind it. Um, figure out what reasons and assumptions or facts and truths are in the passage and, and where you see um, that the truths are trusted. Um, there's just many different ways you can look at Scripture and, and evaluate it and study it and learn it in a fresh new way. So everybody kind of has their own way of doing that. And um, it's just an essential part to... Um, 
growing with the Lord. And so that leads us to the the last discipline we want to share about today is just the discipline of the heart. Yeah, the, this discipline tends to be the one that we give up the most easily. You know, it, it's it's the true test of of who we are as a disciple, and uh, it's really this discipline of. I think it's more than just personal prayer. Like, I think it's more than just prayer time. And obviously it's more than praying before your meal every time, you know, good for you. Let's pray for our meal. But it's, it's that intentionality of you spending one-on-one time with the father. And I think that's where we tend to go, Oh, you know, I can talk to him in my car or I'm walking to class or, you know, I finally get a moment alone in my dorm room and I finally have that moment. And yes, that's the moment where you need to spend intentional time with just him and the discipline act of it is is open communication with him what's going on in your life yes he knows it all but he wants to hear from you he desires you scripture tells us all the time that uh, god is after our heart not after the things that we can accomplish or what we're doing he really just wants our heart and this discipline is personal prayer yes but it's very intense commitment to spending intimate moments with him yeah, I think I would even say out of these three, it, at least for me, and I don't know, I'm curious if you agree with me, but this is the very most important one to me um, because that is so true how God is just after our heart. And I think sometimes like when we, we share that, I know with students, it can almost be like an eye roll moment or just like frustrating because it's like, well, what what does that mean? What does that look like? If he just wants my heart, how do I give that to him? And I think that that is just relationship. That's the intimacy. That is being completely vulnerable with him. That is just going to him first with everything. Yeah. It's, it's that intentional action of him and your heart and his heart just aligning. And so that would be, um, just the, the intense relationship that you have with him. And, and that's all he asks of us. And I believe that when we give him our heart and when we truly, um, grow that relationship with him, that everything else comes naturally. The disciplines of going to church or reading the Bible or whatever you want to line up with that, your how you act and, and behave and um, anything else. It's an overflow of our heart. And so um, if we can align our heart with his, then everything else follows. Uh, as a challenge for us, as we close, uh, we just want to give you this, but you know, figure out your schedule can be crazy. We, we get it. We spend time with college students and, and try to, you know, we FaceTime them a lot and, and meet and uh, it's crazy sometimes to get everyone's schedules to line up. But for you, uh, find a specific time of the day that you can schedule. It could be 10, 15 minutes that you block off that that's the time that you just sit quiet. You Maybe you read your Bible, you pray, um, but schedule time throughout your day just to be quiet and pray. And if you need to set an alarm on your phone, use your phone and set the alarm or else you'll forget or you'll agree to do something that, that will take that time away. So schedule that time to just sit, be quiet and pray. And if you need a spot, man, have a spot like in your room, in a a lobby somewhere, in a a building, like go somewhere on campus uh, or wherever it may be at your house uh, and, and set that spot as like, this is the spot where I sit and I pray. And when you do that, the time and the place, uh, then you'll find to where uh, it's easier at least to sit in those moments and just, and maybe you don't have, you don't know what to say. You're like, I don't know. I don't know what to say today. Man, just sit and be quiet and listen to what it is that he's saying in your life. Yeah. And if, um, if you are not connected to a local church or you don't feel like you have community, we want to help you with that reach out. Don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. Say, hey, I go to this school. I live in this city. I I don't have a community here. And we would love to connect you with the local church. 
So thanks for listening today. I know that was a lot to unpack, but we can't wait to be with you next time.